Hello, folks, and welcome again to another edition of the Spirit of Fire podcast. This is Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life, and I've got a bunch of guests today. In fact, I have uh, four other members of the Halo Fan for Life gaming group, one of which you folks already know, and that's Zach, my co-host here. Say hello, Zach. Hey, what's up? Uh, next up, we have Tetra, who's also known as Oren. That's his real name. Not Tetra, but Oren. Go ahead and say something here, Oren. Hi, guys. All right. Uh, next up, we have Kevin, who's also known as DJ Booty, but we call him Deej. Hello. Is that all? Yeah. Hello. Okay. And uh, and the next guy is uh, HFFL Big Cheese, otherwise known as Brent. Hello. All right. So today we're coming with uh, a special uh, podcast that uh, is going to cover the the second anniversary or the second annual uh, HFFL Lane Stravaganza that just happened. In fact, we're kind of still having it, not the gaming portion of it, but uh, just kind of the fun day of it. Uh, and beyond that, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Halo 2, uh, rather the Halo 2 anniversary and the Master Chief Collection, uh, the beta uh, trailer for Halo 5 Guardians, and so on. So let's go ahead and get right to that. Um, so we saw... In uh, some of the Halo 2 anniversary stuff, uh, we saw the Sanctuary, and we got to see some screenshots of uh, the difference between the original uh, Sanctuary and what happens, or what it looks like in the new one. And, Zach, you, I know you know what Sanctuary is like as well. So what do you think about the changes that 343 has made, or certain, or certain Affinity has made between the old version and the new version? Um, I definitely like the the new kind of textures and stuff on top of Sanctuary. Um, of course, the original is always going to be the original. It's always going to be good. But this one looks amazing. I think Certain Affinity always does a friggin' bang-up job on ev everything that they do. Um, and this is, without a doubt, no question, like, amazing. Um, it'll, it'll be a lot different to actually play it, you know, when we actually get our hands on it. Um... That picture is actually really nice. Yeah, we're looking at a yeah we're looking at a comparison that shows the the remastered version on top versus the uh, the classic version. I like that. I like I, I kind of like how they with the remastered versions. It kind of looks like um, it's kind of been abandoned for a while, and there it's like you're returning to like this old like kind of like used space, you know? Right. Right. Um, like. Uh, battle hardened spaces. Right. Yeah. When when we look at it, uh, the old versus new, like the old, it, it still looks like it's old, been abandoned, but now it's old and abandoned and overgrown more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a better. That's so better. That's essentially, a, that's what happened. Is you know, mm -hmm. you haven't played for a while, so hey guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like I do like the waterfall, um, the interactive waterfall. Absolutely, and that's something that I think. Uh, uh, has been sorely missing in most of the Halo 4 maps. We got, uh, we did get something with Vertigo, but uh, it's always been somewhat of a tradition to have some interactivity with the maps, and it's nice to have that in the remastered map where uh, we get to see if you shoot, there's a red dot uh, at, uh, on, on each of the bases, and if you shoot that, it activates this waterfall that just drops down and essentially creates a curtain of water uh, in the base, so if you're in the base, um, people can still shoot at you, of course, and you can shoot out of it, but it makes it hard for either one to see, uh, you know, each other. If you're in the base, though, you're kind of at a little bit of a, a loss because people can throw grenades in there and you might not necessarily see them coming, you know. So 
we'll see how that plays out. Personally, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What do you guys think? Oh, I definitely think it's fun, especially interactive map. It gives you a feel of, like, you have control of the map if you try. Mm-hmm. And you could use it to your advantage, even though you can't see. It's a great, like, kind of getaway or something. And, by the way, since we got a lot of people here, throw your names in there. Just, just well, hey, this is who over speaking. Oh, that, that was, was... Deej. That was Deej speaking there. So, Brent or uh, Oren, any words there on Sanctuary? Well, what I think, uh, this is Tetra, um, I think that the, the waterfall interaction will definitely play a part of more of I, well, what I see is, uh, like, objective game types. Uh, for instance, Oddball, if you go to that base, drop the curtain, and you can have that cover for X amount of time, and be protected in the sense that they can't pinpoint you across the map. And same thing with capture the flag if you're trying to move over there, or or just kind of that dynamic. And I could also see it like Deej was pointing out, that you can kind of trap opponents in there just from a um, sightline perspective and, uh, and barrage them with grenades or sneak around or whatever. But it's definitely... Those, those additions will definitely change the dynamic of the maps that will make it kind of more modern than what it played 10 years ago. And uh, I really look forward to see what the other maps kind of play with uh, those kind of dynamic map elements. Cool, cool. Brent, anything there? These guys pretty much covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> I will, we'll be sure to get to you first then so you get a chance there. I will say that um, it's nice that they kept a lot of, like, the jumps intact. You know, oh, like definitely. Places, it, it looked like... Even though Strong Side probably hasn't played Sanctuary like the like the Sanctuary from Halo Two in a while, he still was able to jump like where he like mentally remembered where the jumps were. You know? Exactly. So. so yeah, visually, I I think this is just a huge step up visually. It just looks yeah. beautiful. The location of the map, uh, you know, is it, it's just so much better, so much nicer. The having the water, uh, kind of running in the middle and through the map like it is. Uh, that's going to be a little bit different, and I'm curious to see if the water is either going to hide your footfalls, you know, when you're running through it, or mm-hmm. if it'll augment it. You know, in other words, you know, when you step through water, you make the splashing sound, but will the waterfall be able to cover that? So if it covers your footsteps, you could essentially, you know, kind of go through the water without the other team, if they can't see it, without the other team hearing you. You know, and if you've got a good set of hit, uh, headsets, Typically, you can hear the other team's footfalls, but if it's covered by the water, well, that could work to your advantage then. Anybody else on Sanctuary have anything? Well, another thing about the water is uh, just kind of reading online, and someone was talking about grenade interactions and how, you know, before back in Halo 2, if you throw the, throw the grenade, the interaction with the grenade in the water may not be all that different than in the, if it were to bounce off the land, but we can probably expect that if you threw a grenade into the water, it's probably not going to bounce and just stay there in the water. So it'll be kind of a different kind of gameplay uh, element you'll have to think about when you toss and pinpoint your grenades or run around and stuff like that. Right, and we're talking about the remastered on that. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Any other guys? No? No? Okay. So um, real quick here, we're taking a couple looks at the... uh, at the concept art for uh, for Sanctuary, and uh, it's just beautiful. You can picture, uh, like, a whole area that would have been built up. Like, what we're seeing is, like, the, the remnants of what was there. And uh, the concept art that we're happening to look at right now shows the full waterfall, how the waterfall goes through the map, and then it itself falls away from the map. So, really well done. I think the one we're looking at now is probably done by Sparth. 
that's uh, uh, Nick uh, Bouvier from uh, 343. He does just some absolutely amazing work. Um, and personally, myself, you folks that have followed the blog or listened to the podcast long enough know that I absolutely love concept art. It's just fantastic. So, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next thing. And that would be uh, a little bit of the analysis. Like, I, I did a, a screenshot analysis of the uh, the Halo channel. Uh, for you folks that uh, don't know or might not have heard as much about the Halo channel, uh, it's an agreement that, uh, or a partnership, you should say, rather, uh, between 343 and Twitch, that they're going to have their own channel. It's going to be pretty interactive. Uh, you'll be able to view uh, uh, Nightfall. Of course, you'll be able to see, watch games and so on. So it'll kind of be like a spectator mode. You know, you'll be able to watch the games. I mean, people do that now with Twitch and their own channels. But here they'll be able to really highlight some of the, uh, the you know, the top uh, pros and so on. So uh, uh, first off, for those that haven't watched the video, it, it starts off by saying that content may be inappropriate for children. i got to be honest with that and find anything inappropriate. So whatever. But, you know, I don't have kids, so that's up to you. So um, let's... Uh, look at some of these other screenshots and we'll talk a little bit about the things that we do see in them and uh you know how this affects the interactivity of the uh of the channel itself so one of the first things we're looking at, at here uh, it shows where it pops up with halo nightfall and it shows you that uh it's a 30 minute episode and you've got the opportunity to uh to click on uh, watching it from the start or not to now I wonder if uh, later on we'll have a feature to just start it at a certain point. Probably not. It'll probably be one of these things. It'll be the timeline. You just click within the video and start it there. But if you wanted to start it at an exact point, well, you know, it's not. It's likely not going to have like scenes like a DVD would have. All right. So next thing we do see uh, the Halo Channel logo, which is pretty simple actually, um, but uh, they've made it inter not interactive but um, animated so that the Halo itself kind of kind of wraps up and then the, there's this arrow that's pointing to the right that uh, I'm assuming would be for play. That's what I'm assuming, you know, like pressing play. Mm. Um, you know, what do you think guys? Any, any other ideas what that, what this right side arrow might mean? Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, it kind of looked reminiscent of that kind of crisscrossing logo from reach, like on a loading screen for matchmaking or mm. just mm. the overall logos. Um, I don't know what it was called, but the uh, the main logo for Reach that mm -hmm. was on uh, kind of the game and some of the armors hmm. uh, that's what it reminded me of just because of the angle of it uh, so I mean it definitely fits in that kind of aesthetic but uh, but yeah it's nice and simple and smooth yeah I, I like that it's simple like that yeah. <clears throat> okay so one of the cool things is is uh, the Halo bulletin that comes out every week uh, will also be put on the Halo channel. And it's cool that it'll be interactive so that you'll be able to click between the different articles. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be video as well. Now, mind you, they can do some of that on uh, Waypoint itself. But the idea is that you're going to be able to click through articles really fast, get to videos really fast. Um, and it, they could have a lot more in this bulletin that's interactive than they would have in the written version on Waypoint itself. So what we're looking at now, it shows uh, there's a community spotlight. Uh, consumer products, and then, of course, the Master Chief Collection. So, uh, you know, right there it shows you some of the versatility of the uh, the Halo Channel's version of the bulletin, uh, again, versus what we read 
I mean, you can always scroll down to something, but here the ability to click, to click between one uh, section and another, uh, you know, is something I think people are going to enjoy. Yeah, it's like a information highway that you can branch off and go and read to you know more. Yeah, in depth. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, that was Deej again. Yeah. I like the interface. The interface looks really awesome. Like just, it looks visually like really pleasing, at least to me. Yes, definitely. And, and mind you, this is a work in progress, too, so we don't know what the final will look like. So if it's already looking this good, yeah. then, uh, you know, we might have something even better to look at. Now, as far as when this is going to launch, we're not sure that. Um, uh, well, I would imagine it's going to be before, yeah, at least at the Master Chief Collection, but we were discussing this last night that uh, it's probably going to be a little bit before. We would hope it would be beforehand uh, for a couple of reasons. One is if there's any bugs in the system, that they have the opportunity to work that out before Master Chief Collection comes out. But also because we expect the servers to be fairly loaded from the Master Chief Collection to try and launch uh, the Halo channel as well as the Master Chief Collection at the same time, and people will be using their Xbox Ones. I mean, imagine, really, you'd be able to play the Master Chief Collection, and also have that, that snap uh, section there to, uh, you know, the little picture-in-picture thing to be able to watch or get to the uh, uh, the Halo channel. I mean, that's going to slow your Xbox One down, possibly, depending on how the servers are working. So let's hope that they get that up and going before the Master Chief Collection. Any thoughts on that, guys? Anybody? No? Okay. Well, I'll just say that, yeah, I, I want to say that at GamesCon they did say that it would kind of launch with Master Chief Collection, but I, I don't know, it just feels that it would come out beforehand, because if this is going to be such a hub for Halo News, mm -hmm. and all this, like, all the things are going to announce and stuff, it, to me, it just makes sense to push that out beforehand, you know, you know, God forbid there be a uh, Halo fan, or, you know, someone out there who doesn't know what Halo is, they see this Halo Channel app, they get it, and they get all this Halo News, by the way, this game comes out in two days, or, you know, two weeks or whatever, and that can get them updated on everything, and that way they don't have to, you know, scour the internet. I feel like it's a good way to push people to the handle channel right before the or the release. Right, the right. Yeah. And and the thing is too, there's there's a lot of fans that are expected to come back to Halo that that uh, that left either during uh, Reach or you know they didn't like Reach or they didn't like Halo Four and they just haven't come back. So now that Halo Two, which was you know arguably one of the most popular of the Halos. Now that it's coming back in the anniversary form, along with the other, uh, the you know CE three and four, uh, we may get a, a nice flood of uh, not just new fans. Uh, by the way, no pun intended with flood, but not just new fans, but uh, you know a lot of those old fans who you know kind of strayed away for a while there. So the next uh, uh, screenshot that we happen to be looking at. Uh, it just says why we fight. But the interesting thing that I wanted to note in this is that there's a pelican in the foreground, kind of flies off towards midground. There's a satellite dish on a hill uh, that's at the bottom left, but then near the bottom right, it's actually it looks to be the UNSC Infinity on fire. I'm not sure if it's crashing or trying to take off. So I'm interested to see what that might be. I think it's the infinity, but it's a little hard to look at. You know, it's a little hard to see and, and zoom in on. And the, really the letters are a little uh, fuzzy. So it's kind of hard to tell what that really is. So it'll be it interesting. It's small though. If it was the yeah. Infinity. I mean, true, true. Cause it's supposed to be like three miles long, but you know, well, it could, I guess it could be hidden behind some of the mountains or whatever, but it, yeah, it, some sort of vessel. It, it also could possibly be the infinity is, you know, crashed or broken. Like, 
like the uh, forward into dawn split into half. Yeah. You know, what's to say that wouldn't happen to the infinity too? You know, and, and that's the thing. If if that's the case, it's like it's supposed to be like the most badass UNSC warship, but it, it's prone to crashing. Yeah. It crashed in Requiem, and here we think we are seeing it crash again. It's like, what the hell, man? You know? Or even if it's not the infinity, it's just you know how, how many how many ships have crashed on something? You know, the, the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, and uh, all the other ones. It's like the uh, unsinkable ship. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Titanic going down yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so the next couple of shots are relatively uh, the same, but what we'll talk about here is that this is a screenshot that's showing uh, Halo Nightfall, and then there's a couple other little uh, uh, clickable areas in the bottom right-hand corner. So the first one we're looking at, uh, it shows that it's episode one of Halo Nightfall. You can play, you can click on details and see uh, more information about it. Uh, you can add to the queue, I would imagine, of videos that you want to watch. Uh, this also shows uh, clickable areas for uh, Forward Unto Dawn, and I imagine if there'll be other uh, types of videos as well that you'll be able to click on different episodes. Like, we can barely make out that it says making, and then it says for, or I don't know. But you'd have to think that that would be making of, forerunner, something. So uh, the next screenshot, uh, it's where we actually see more of the information <coughs> of, uh, of the episode, uh, who the director is, uh, uh, who some of the actors are in it. And uh, so this is, a, this is like a nice little resource to be able to see uh, the different people within the episode, a little bit more about what the uh, episode is itself. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that uh, in this screenshot we're reading that uh, that Locke, and that would be uh, Agent Locke, who's going to be like the star of Nightfall. It says he and his team are caught in a horrific biological attack. Now, we have to think, what kind of attack is that? Uh, we do know that the insurrectionists are starting to come back again since the war with the covenant is over or well, we think it's over. Um, but so is it something that the insurrectionists want to launch as an attack or, uh, as we've been kind of led to believe that eight lock is gone to, uh, um, the original halo that master chief, uh, had destroyed and there's still some of it that's still active. Have they gone back to that and they found flood again? Because obviously that would be, you know, like, I think that would be a very horrific biological attack. So it's interesting to see what that might be. So you guys have any ideas? What do you think that might be? If it was the Flood, I would be so happy to see the Flood. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's something I love to hate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see that. And could you imagine seeing that? I mean, it would be CG, but essentially it would be CG put within a live action movie. Imagine seeing that as a... a Different than, you know, playing the game. I mean, ooh, that would yeah. be kind of sick and gruesome. That would be but, pretty horrific. You know, yeah. Turn into a horror film right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's move on to... Well, actually, um, a bit of a side note from the Halo 5, the, the main picture, the big picture, the people standing there, mm -hmm. that armor, I, know, I don't know if they were Marines, I don't know if they specified what they were, but those helmets mm -hmm. didn't really look familiar, but what they... It's Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. As I say, it, it reminds me of the SPI armor that the Spartan 3s had. So mm. maybe, you know... Actually, yeah, what it actually is, is uh, Locke has gone there, um, and he's 
the people that he's met there, they're actually uh, part of the colonial militia, and that's their uniforms. Oh. So a little bit different there. And the colonial mission does not, or mission military does not like that Locke is there. They know he's Oni, which of course means he's UNSC, and there's that tension between you know all the colony worlds and you know and then the UNSC. So that's going to be a dynamic that uh, we'll see play out and how uh, how loyal t- that each team will be to each other versus whatever adversity they actually face at whatever location it is that they're at. So the next thing we're looking at here is uh, it's a really cool screen that shows, uh, it's showing a game that's on the Twitch stream uh, and it shows red team and blue team, who's on each team, who has how many kills and deaths. Uh, on the left-hand side, uh, it's giving you like a play-by-play, like, you know, blue team took the lead, wolf killer was killed by strong side, and so on. On the right-hand side, it gives you your chat window that, uh, you know, you have to assume that you'll be allowed to chat as well. So, uh, you'll be uh, basically, you know, talking with other people watching the game as well as it happens. And, uh, again, we can do that normally through uh, through Twitch, but it's, you know, it's done by... Uh, you know, some people are casual streamers. You might find a, uh, you know, maybe a pro player here and there. But this is like the official thing through Halo Waypoint. So we may get some really big names on there. For instance, uh, we've got neighbor, neighbor uh, Bravo and Dursky that are representing. I'm not sure who Wolfkiller is, so my apologies on that. But we see that they're representing the uh, the 343 team. And then on the other side, we see Walshy and uh, Strongstide as well uh, playing against them. And, uh, you know, it seems like a pretty good matchup, actually. These comments uh, are kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, and um, by the way, if you guys are, are uh, wanting to know that the, or look at the screenshots that we're talking about, that is on uh, on the blog, of course, so you can just kind of follow along. So this is going to be hosted on Waypoint's Twitch channel? Uh, no. N- no, it's, it's a totally separate thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be like a Halo channel. That's right. Twitch. It's it's powered by Twitch, but wow. it's a Halo channel thing. So it'll be something you'll be able to look at straight through Xbox without having to go through Twitch to get to it. Okay. How do you... Ch- I'm just wondering how chat's going to work. Yeah. I Well, I don't know. Or, that, or yeah, if there's yeah. going to be like a web... Uh, like a web link or a portal somewhere mm-hmm. that's going to let you like either well yeah you'll be able to watch this over the web as well you don't have to watch it through your Xbox One I'm betting it's going to be built in the waypoint probably yeah that's that seems like, like a reasonable like, thing look, like look who's playing now and you can join well up. I mean if you look in the bottom the way bottom left you guys see if you press X button watch full screen Y button go play yeah. now mm-hmm. um, so maybe each one of those sections can be highlighted so you can highlight the chat and then it will bring kind of a chat and keyboard hmm. menu that you can then type with your controller. That's or um, That's if you have a chat pad. A chat pad. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, I don't know what they've talked about for uh, smart glass, but they can probably integrate smart glass in a way mm-hmm. to, to help out with chat. So. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's, uh, let's move on here. So the next one here, I kind of showing a little bit of a dorky shot here <laughs> of Dan Ayub, but, um, you know, it's community Intel. So they're, they're talking about the projects, you know, here it shows uh, a few of the tabs for the different, uh, weapons that you can click on and you can click on those and you can get some details about some of the other weapons and whatnot. So, you know, we can expect to get some news straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, uh, seeing that from three, four, three, uh, employees and so on. 
the next thing, and I'm just moving along on that, unless you guys have anything else you want to say. Uh, so the next thing we're looking at here is uh, it's a little bit more of a detailed uh, view of one of the episodes of, uh, of Nightfall. And again, it's showing like some of the main characters, uh, there's weapons and so on. Now, what's cool about this, though, is that towards the top, you see uh, what's in the scene, and then it has a three, uh, uh, three uh, slash five rewards. So um, there's rewards basically for watching the episode. Mm-hmm. Now, what are those rewards? Don't know yet, but it's kind of cool that by watching these, you're able to unlock stuff. Now, there's uh, we'll get to this in a little bit, but there's other things like uh, there's um, like Oni rewards, so they're kind of like secret stuff. So essentially. You, if you want to get all this stuff, you need to watch the uh, uh, the episode. So I think that's kind of a that's a brilliant thing for marketing because it gets people that want to have everything to watch the show, you know. And by watching it, you know, they could tell their friends, "Hey, man, you watch it. You're going to unlock this, and it's going to be really good." Is it something that's going to happen in the game, or is it going to be something on Waypoint? Not sure. I think that it might be something in the game, but you know, we'll find out. What do you guys think? Anything else? Anyone well, like for Halo Four, they had the um, the radar the radar armor, I believe. Right. And right. so you can go on Waypoint and do some of those things, or do different um, things in other games that will unlock those for Halo Four. And so I see that being something similar, whether it's exclusive armor or an emblem. Um, I could. That's really what they've done in the past. So anything else would be new, and I'm not sure what that would be. Uh, so. Right. Right. As you can see, like, it actually says, like, in the scenes and stuff, like, who was there, it actually says Installation 4. Yeah. So. So, And Installation 4, of course, being uh, where Chief was at and destroyed that that Halo ring. So, within this, you can click on uh, the characters, and here's a screen that shows uh, Locke. So, it's Jameson Locke. We see his birth date, his homeworld, and so on. Gives you a little bit about him, the history of him. Um, It's funny, if you read the career, and I'll read this quickly, it says, at age six... Locke was evacuated from his home world mere minutes ahead of its destruction by the Covenant forces. And Locke was orphaned in the attack, losing everything and everyone he had. What's interesting about this is it's not quite a parallel to Master Chief, but it has similarities in that Master Chief uh, was kidnapped and essentially was orphaned in that respect. Um, so, you know, he didn't have a uh, family to... Uh, uh, to interact with them, and the Spartans became his family. Halsey became his family. So you have to think then, okay, at age six, which was the same age that uh, John, Spartan Woman 7, Master Chief, uh, that's the same age that he became, quote-unquote, like orphaned by being kidnapped. That's what Locke is, too. He was six, so who became his family? Uh, obviously now, since he's a, an Oni agent, we know that, but what was he in between that? So I don't know if they'll touch on that. Hopefully they will. Um, but what do you guys think? Any thoughts there? Anyone? Uh, kind of a really, really long stretch. I'm, a, I'm on a long stretch streak today, but mm-hmm. this keeps me thinking. Uh, we we uh, read somewhere that the Storm Faction of the Covenant was being funded by Oni, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yep. This makes me think that maybe Oni is extreme enough that in order to try and recreate Master Chief for themselves... Maybe they had the Storm Faction of the Covenant attack this planet just to have Agent Locke for themselves. You know, they evacuate him and, you know, get rid of the planet. 
but they want to do it without kidnapping him and all that other kind of bad stuff. Well, you did say a stretch, and that yeah. seems pretty damn yeah. extreme, but <laughs> it is Oni, though, so, yeah, you know, we're not going to rule that out, that's for sure. Okay, so the next thing we see here is that while the episode's playing, you have an opportunity to pull Twitter up and uh, and watch uh, the tweets as the episode's going on. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm probably not going to do that, because the first time through, I want to watch it, just the, the, the episodes, and, you know... I don't know about you guys, but I sure as hell don't want to be trying to read tweets when I'm looking at all this other visual yeah, stuff that's yeah. going on. But, you know, there's probably some people out there that would like to do that, you know, and kiss ass. I mean, uh, uh, you know, tweet to the, you know, people at 343 and so on, you know, but. <laughs> it's a nice <laughs> but, feature. Yeah, it is it's a really good cool. feature. It certainly is, you know, but what they're showing here is uh, Kiki Wolfkill, Josh Holmes, Bonnie Ross, Dan Ayub. Those are all, uh, you know, the big wigs there at, uh, at 343. Um, this particular one, it's, uh, highlighting Josh Holmes and, uh, whenever you, uh, click on him, you can find out information about him. Now, the next screen we're looking at here, it shows us, it says, since you last watched Halo Nightfall, three billion, so many, so many, so many Spartans explored, uh, the Halo 5 Guardians beta. So who knows if it'll be that many? I think it probably will. The beta is going to run for, uh, for three weeks. So, uh, Let's hope that it's uh, at least 3 million, if not more. And I would expect it to be over the course of that time. Those are like Halo 3 numbers. Are they? Halo 3 numbers? Yeah. Cool, cool. At least it seemed like it. Right. Okay, so <clears throat> the next uh, screen that we're looking at here, uh, the big thing that's in the foreground, everything else is kind of uh, uh, phased out a little bit. It says, Second Story Unlocked. So I imagine that you get that unlocked. Uh, I know that they're going to release an episode every week. But I'm curious if, since we know that there's rewards, do you have to collect all of those rewards in the previous episode in order to be able to unlock the new episode? Hmm. I mean, that would be a way to get people to really yeah. delve into each episode. Personally, I'd be, I'd be a little pissed, though, if I'm like, like I, what, I would, am I missing something? Well, I think it's so, it shows one arrow, then one going the other way. So maybe it's just like a side story that you can unlock. Which I love doing that, you know, kind of work, kind of get into it, and then, oh, hey, a little reward. I, I think that's could be fun. a divergent story, yeah, like telling the maybe some some kind of a interaction from one of the characters from a different point of view or something. Exactly, it's like when you play a game again, that way you can get the other story to it, mm -hmm. like the ones with different endings. That could be, it could be. Yeah, I definitely would. I think it'd be a little <coughs> strange if three four three would go the direction of where okay, watch this episode now, do some homework on the episode, and then you can watch the next one. Right. I feel like they're going to treat it like uh, Ford Unto Dawn, whereas, like, say, say you watched the first episode, but missed episode two, and then came back to your, your, your Xbox on episode three, well, now you can watch episode two and three back-to-back, -back because they're, right. they're both released, instead of doing this kind of extra stuff on the side that... Okay, makes is, sense. Is Nightfall going to be free, or are you going to have to pay for each episode? Oh, no, Night, Nightfall is free. That comes with uh, the Halo Master Chief collection. Okay. So, thank goodness. Yeah, I was going to say. Thanks. Right. <laughs> so, all right, so the next shot we're looking at here, uh, it's the Arbiter. It's the Arbiter. Yes. So, he is back. Um, it, he looks uh, a little bit older. We're not looking at the actual yeah. Arbiter. So we're looking at the voice actor. Uh, and, uh, oh, David, uh, God, what's his last name? I am just drawing a blank. Well, anyways, 
Anyways, we're looking at the actor doing the voice acting again. It kind of has a little bit of a sorrowful look on him, so I'm curious what are the words he's saying there. Uh, because it's a screenshot, I can't remember what they are offhand. For those of you uh, you know, do, following along on this, it is at the uh, one, one minute, uh, three second mark of the uh, the video, so you can... Um, oh, Keith David, that's it. God, man. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's uh, that's the mark that you can find that at. But all I know is for them to show that, in this, uh, and, and it does, by the way, on the bottom uh, right-hand corner, it says Halo 2 Doc, so the documentary. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit more of the Arbiter than just what was, uh, just than what we saw in the, uh, kind of like the trailer, where he's talking to Agent Locke. So hopefully that means it's going to be something for Halo 5 as well, then. Well, if you recall, the Halo 2 is going to ship with those terminals. And so, right. you know, I don't know how much of the audio from Halo 2 is going to be re-recorded. So what we could be seeing here is the recording for those terminals because they're That's going true. to be focusing on the Arbiter. Definitely. That would be very cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. of course, all the terminals will be about the Arbiter and, uh, you know, his history. I mean, we know the history of him when he became the Arbiter, but what happened before that? You know, we knew, like, the the immediate events that led up to it just before it became the Arbiter, but, you know, what did he do before that when he was a shipmaster, and how did he get to be a shipmaster, and so on? So, uh, yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, so the next thing here along with this, this is just going along with the whole string of things. Uh, we're looking at, it says, Episode 3, this is for Nightfall, The Journey to Oblivion. So that's kind of a little uh, leading there, like, what what is that, what's the oblivion that they're going into you know so oh maybe the flood baby yeah so um here it says that there's five of five rewards and obviously you're unlocking stuff you so as you unlock them it says that they're complete so i'm still curious what what is that and how do you unlock them is it just by watching i think so that's what it looks like it, because yeah. it says keep watching to complete all challenges and earn rewards so mm -hmm. I, I assume it's just like watching the scenes Mm -hmm. But maybe it's like watching and then answering a question. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. Kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, but well, and I'll, how uh, Tetra mentioned about the second story, it's it's it might not be like the next episode, but it might be a divergent story yeah. from another point of view. So if you want to see that, essentially, you answer a question about the scene you just watched. And then if you get all the rewards for it, then you get to watch the second story. So that's some interactivity. Now, it could be frustrating for some people. Yes, yeah. I, I see that. But I don't know. I, I like interactivity, so yeah. I'd be okay with that. All right. So, yes, uh, somebody got all five. Then it says reward unlocked. And uh, so the reward uh, for this particular one is if you get all five of the rewards, you get the swarm skull. Now, this is a single-player skull. And what it does is it gives hunters double damage and triple health. Oh, um, dude, dude, great. Well, who would so, ever do that? That's great. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd ever want to put that skull yeah, on. Really? Holy shit, man, you know? <laughs> and when they talk about Lasso, you know, le uh, Legendary All Skulls On, are, are they going to include that one? Cause, uh, they, they better not. <laughs> yeah, because if that's included, um, I don't think I'll probably ever be doing a, a Lasso where hunters aren't Well, involved. I mean, if you just pair that one with <coughs> a Mythic Skull, <laughs> you're, you're essentially going against a hunter... Six times its health. Yeah, so basically the Hulk. <laughs> you know what? Let's just rename it from the swarm to the wall that you'll never go past. Like, yep. it's... What, the name of it 
kind of makes me think maybe there's some point in the campaign. I mean, so far we've only seen hunters, you know, two at a time and mm-hmm. in their pairs. The fact that this is called the Swarm Skull makes me think maybe there will be some point where it's just hunters. A like, bunch of hunters? Like hunter after hunter coming after you. Cause I can't, that would suck. I can't yeah. see why. <laughs> well, they did that in, in uh, Spartan Ops. There was, uh, there was a Spartan Ops where you played on Ragnarok. That's true. That's true. And it was it was literally a swarm of hunters. Yeah, it was about. Now, I think it was like ten or twelve of them that dropped from the drop pod. So that's true. Well, at least you were in a mantis. Like if I was on yeah. foot, I'm done. Like, <laughs> right. No way. And especially with them doing double damage and having triple oh, health. God. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next thing it shifts and uh, it's showing us again <clears throat> a little bit about Halo Three. Um, it shows on the right hand side. There's for this, it says three of six for the second story. So again, that that's got to be. I'm almost about to say challenge or uh, achievements. It's rewards rather. Um, and then down at the bottom there, uh, there's other other videos that you can watch. It says uh, Halo Four, uh, Forward into Dawn, making Halo Four composing worlds, Halo Five worldwide reveal, which was the teaser trailer from last year's E3, uh, and so on. Um, and then the next thing, which is essentially the same screen, but now it shows all the different rewards. There's six of six things that you need to unlock for the second story. Now, the next thing says eight of eight challenges. Is that going to be something, is it going to be like a question answer thing? Or is it going to be something that you do in the Master Chief Collection as a challenge? Hmm. Like maybe kill so many of this, you know, and this kind of an enemy in this in this mission of this game, you know, or something like that, and that's a challenge. So you have to unlock these challenges to get to something else, you know. And then the last thing we see, it says four of four of Oni eyes. Okay, that I'm thinking that's not going to be for the casual fan. I think that's going to be something you're going to have to work for that one, you know. Whether again it's questions or uh, or just getting deeper into. Um, the campaign or something multiplayer, but I think that's going to be something that's going to be just a little bit more uh, than the regular player would uh, would be able to uh, unlock. Any thoughts, sir? Yeah. Anyone? I'm not well, quite sure what the go ahead. Expect. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just thinking like there's going to have to be some way they're in like this and the game are going to be intertwined because mm-hmm. how are you going to have a challenge while sitting there watching? Yeah. So, like, sure. since this is a hub, like, the channel and everything, is there mm-hmm. any... It's going to be on Waypoint. I'm just thinking if there's a way to just jump on to Halo real quick, do the challenges, and you can come back right mm-hmm. after. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to tell you what each of the challenges are ahead of time, and so you know what to do, you know? It could be that as you watch them, you unlock the ability to see what the other challenges are. Then you could either go and do them right now, or just finish watching the episode, and then come back to... You know, then go do the challenges and come back. I, I don't know. Oh, that would be cool, though, to have, like, a theme to that episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's hunters or something in the episode, and <coughs> then you have to go kill hunters in the game and come right. back. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But the Oni Eyes one is the one that really... I'm thinking maybe Oni Eyes is where maybe you find uh, some of the hidden skulls in, uh, in some of the missions. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you have to... Like, there's there's certain places in the campaign where... It's not typical for you to go, like, you have to do a jump here, jump here, and it's, like, maybe outside of the map. Who knows? I don't know. But it's it's probably something that's not typical for the average fan to know what it is or how to do it. So, Like a pick-up item or a switch or something. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Like the like data that. pads and reach or something. 
Yeah. Well, of course, they're not going to do REITs, but yes, but the, an idea like that. Right. So then the last thing uh, we see, and again, it's the same screen, but now we've gone behind or beyond all these things being unlocked, and it says episode cleared. So that means you've gotten all of the different uh, the challenges, rewards, and so on. Um, I don't know if that's going to give you anything in the game once you've done all that. I would hope after all that work, you know, because that, uh, that was 18 things. So you had the six rewards, you had the, uh, the eight challenges, and then you had the four... Uh, uh, Oni eyes things, so I would hope it would maybe it'll unlock like an emblem, you know, that might be something that has to do with that uh, episode or something. And I think that would be kind of neat, you know. It's a small reward, and then you know, other people that see this, I'm like, oh, okay, they got you know, they got that stuff. So as long as it's not just experience, because you know, there's going to be those people who hit whatever the the cap, cap is, is yeah. and then they have no reason to go back and do all these. That's true. Things. True enough. True enough. All right, so the next thing we're seeing here, it says top five. So they've kind of taken a page out of the community where there's a lot of um, uh, other people out there that do top five whatever it is, whether it's the top five fails of the week, whether it's the top five sniper shots, the top five multi-kills. It looks like they are finally going to focus on top five as well, and they'll probably have uh, gamers, you know, Halo, Halo fans, um, submit their clips for the top five of whatever the the uh the subject is for that week kind of like what we do with the uh the screenshot spotlight um but instead of doing the screenshots this will be actual video clips that you can take from them and uh, and send them into them to put up yeah this is awesome it, it kind of reminds me of uh back in the halo three days when they had the uh um the espn mlg top 10 plays mm-hmm. I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, but those those were amazing. Definitely. Those oh God, some of the some of the multi kills, some of the sniper shots on those things, yeah. just incredible. Yeah. All right, just real quick, folks. I'm I'm not going to take a pause. I'm just going to let you know that if you hear some background noise, we got five guys in a small room, <laughs> and it's getting warm, so I got to turn on the uh, the AC. So if you hear that, apologies, but I'm not going to suffer, and I don't want these guys to do so as well. From all right. Texas, it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, you're from Texas. You're all, you're all used to being hot and bothered. I mean, hot. Oh. Anyways, but and by the way, let me let me just throw this in here, um, just so you folks know. So, Zach, you all know, I, I believe he's mentioned it that he's from Chicago. So we got Chicago, Illinois represented. Horse me in Pittsburgh. Uh, Deej or Kevin, uh, he's from the Fort Worth area in Texas. Uh, Brent is from San Jose, California, and uh, and Orin, otherwise known as Tetrahedrite, uh, he's from Virginia. So, uh, really, we're covering uh, a darn good portion of the United States here, you know, from north, south, east, and west. So, uh, it's pretty cool, you know, that, that uh, that's all represented. And it's what's great about it is is that these guys are here in person. So, um, you know, I, I'm pretty appreciative of it. And, and all these guys, I don't know if I mentioned or not, they are all members of uh, the Halo Fame for Life gaming group as well. So, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so a little bit more here. This, I think the rest of this is going to be about the Halo 5 Guardians uh, multiplayer beta. And uh, I know that I'm excited about it. Uh, it starts at the end of December, runs uh, three weeks, so it's going to be well into January as well. And uh, it'll be something cool to play. Uh, I know myself, that's all I'll be playing. You know, like, forget about the rest of the Master Chief. I'm only going to be playing the beta. So uh, how about you guys? Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
Yeah. You, are you only going to play the beta, or will you play other games, you think, or what? It yeah. depends on how much the beta grips me. I know yeah. the Destiny beta, when that was running, that's you that's wouldn't on. find me playing anything else. Yeah. I'm hoping that the Halo 5 beta will be just as good. Yeah, well, they got some big shoes to fill after the Destiny beta. They do. The Destiny they do. beta was so immersive and just all around a good preview of the game. Well, as focused as they are now, this is going to be great. Like, yeah. Just looking at it, how they've taken things that people don't like, they're taking that out, they're doing they're doing everything right for once, especially going through a beta, because <laughs> without a test, right. you know it's going to work, and it kind of flops, but... Yeah, and, and when we look back to Halo 4, Halo 4 didn't have a beta, and fans were just like screaming for it, and like, well, we're doing our own internal beta. It's a good thing this time around they realized, no, don't do that. Make it for everybody. You're going to get a lot more gameplay out of it. You're going to get a lot more digital data from what's being played, but you're also going to get a shit ton more. Yes, that's a technical term. A shit ton more of, uh, of uh, suggestions, critiques, complaints, whatever, from the fans. And, you know, the fans are the folks that are driving this for the money. So if you, you know, if they really want to make this a successful game, they're going to listen to the fans somewhat, you know, and, and tweak, you know, things to kind of make more of the fans happy so that they know that it's not just that people will buy the game, but that they'll stick with the game. And see, that was part of the problem with Halo 4. Yeah, they had fantastic sales, but it didn't really, it didn't have the longevity. Like, Halo 3 had longevity, and even Reach had longevity to a point. So that's the one thing that Halo 4 really didn't kind of do as well. So um, this beta is going to be one of those things that I absolutely believe that's going to help the game, help you know, help Halo Five uh, have some longevity because they'll be able to fix things. They'll have you know roughly about nine to ten months before uh, uh, Halo Five Guardians actually releases to you know tweak and fix things. So that's what's nice about this beta is because it's so early in the development cycle. If there is anything you know major they need to fix, they have so much more time to to work on it. You know, they right. don't have like a month to cram this major game-breaking fix in. Right. Yeah, and since you mentioned about a month, it's funny, uh, you know, like the Destiny beta when that came out, it's like, I think they did that more as fan service as opposed to being an actual beta, you know? Um, I think they just wanted to get out, get it out there and allow fans to just play part of the game early, you know, just have fun. Whereas this beta being that early, I really do feel like it's an opportunity for them to see what's working, what's not working, get feedback, you know, you know, and they have plenty of time to make those changes. All right, next thing here. Now, the next thing we're looking at here, it's at the 124 mark of the uh, video. What's cool about this is I have actually created a map based on the map that you're seeing here. The start of this map is that the Spartans take off on a uh, on a uh, a gravity lift or a main cannon, rather, that shoots them onto the map. And uh, if you have the opportunity, every Friday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, that's the uh, Halo Fan for Life Community Night, come out and join us for that, and you'll have an opportunity to see the map that I made that uh, it's not an exact, okay, because uh, we don't see all the angles of this map, but essentially it's based off of this map that you're looking at uh, in, the, uh, in this trailer for it. Um, all I know is that just looking at this, I'm looking at... Uh, the richness of the shadows. You see uh, color in there. It's cool that on the left and right-hand sides you're seeing, and I, ho I hope this is actually in the map, but you're seeing uh, like these screens that are showing the players. 
Uh, and I don't know if that's going to be in there or not. I mean, that seems like that's a lot of stuff to be in there. But don't you think that'd be kind of cool? Yeah. No, that would be awesome, especially if it was interactive to the point where, you know, if a player got a kill, they would show up on the On the, the screen, screen, right. And it would kind of be, like, if you think of, like, football, for instance, you know, when a player gets a touchdown, you know, they, they put the camera on him real quick, you know. Uh, so, yeah, if somebody gets, maybe not just a kill, but maybe if they get, like, a multi-kill, you know, or something like that. Like, they got to do something, like, really spectacular, then they get put on the screen there. That would be kind of neat. Some fireworks going and everything. <laughs> <laughs> or even, like, a running scoreboard. Like, I don't know. No, no that would technically be how that would work, but mm-hmm. it would be kind of cool if, like, Instead of hitting the back button, you could just look over and be like, okay, you know. Yeah, right. Or of course, it's in the That would add a little more immersion yeah. to the game, too. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. if you really want to look at the score, you actually have to physically look at something in the game. Yeah. Well, I ex- but I actually like that better than having to hit a different button, like, while you're spawning or while you're actually live on the on the battlefield, trying to look at the score real quick where somebody might be coming up and trying to shoot or nade you. This way, it's off to the side. You can take a quick glance and still be able to see everything else going on. All right, the next screen real quickly uh, it shows a shot of Locke, and uh, you can learn more about him, and we already talked about the one screen uh, that we saw that gave us some information about him. This is the last shot here, and there's a little bit something interesting in this last shot that we see. This, in fact, is the UNSC Infinity. It's coming out of some clouds, raising up into the sky, and we do see it's a pelican that's going towards the, uh, the Infinity, and we see these forerunner structures. Now we know that it's not Requiem because Requiem was destroyed in uh, in Spartanauts. It was thrown into the sun, and uh, so you have to wonder where is this? You know, uh, this is something for the Halo Channel. So this isn't something specifically for Nightfall, where we know that it could possibly be uh, parts of Installation Four that still survive. So you know, it's a little iffy on where is that. Hmm. Um, but it's interesting that. They do indeed highlight uh, that this is the UNSC Infinity there. So I'm curious what uh, what they're going to do with that. All right, uh, you guys, anything else that you want to talk about regarding the, uh, you know, like the, the Halo Channel and all the stuff that we saw from the screenshots? Other than I'm just glad to see that they're really trying and they're really, you know, getting this Halo community together. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super psyched about this. Definitely. All right. Well, quickly here. We'll talk about uh, some of the actual screenshots uh, from the beta that they just released, uh, screenshots for that is, uh, at, uh, at Gamescom, and some of the, a couple of the maps that we see. Now, for one, we know that we're going to see Midship, which is a classic map. Uh, a lot of people are kind of disappointed because it looks as if Midship is not going to be one of the remastered maps for Halo 2 Anniversary, but instead it's going to be one of the maps that's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, that's going to be in the Halo 5 uh, beta, and then you'd have to think, of course, that it's going to be in the actual game itself whenever it comes out. So, I think that's so that's better than having it in Halo 2 Anniversary, because mid- Midship is one of those, like, top three best maps of ever, all of Halo. Of ever, yeah. ever, yeah. And every... MLG and every pro player knows this map, and since Halo 5 is going with that more arena-style gameplay, it only makes sense to really go back to this and have it in the beta to see how people play it Mm -hmm. for Halo 5 and see how it compares to people playing it in actually Halo 2 and Halo 3 since it's going to be in in the Master Chief Collection. So you can really take all three of those experiences in the span of two months 
and really see where the two kind of overlap and 343 is able to take that and see, okay, well, that's how it plays in Halo 2, that's how it plays in Halo 3. We want that in Halo 5. Right. Yeah, and now, we're, right now, the one we're looking at here is a concept uh, piece of art. Again, by that's likely by Sparth. Um, but the next one we're looking at here shows a work in progress, and this map it looks awesome, and it is beautiful. Really rich colors of, uh, you know, the purples and blues in there. Uh, the lighting is fantastic. Um, you see, like, in the upper, like, I guess it would be, like, the roof area, there's a uh, there's a hollow uh, or hologram that shows to be some kind of a planetary system. There's certainly a, there's a, a planet with some rings around it. Now, that's probably not interactive, although you never know, maybe it is. Uh, but it's just one of those neat little extra elements that, that adds to the richness, the more reality of, what, uh, of a map as opposed to, you know, just being a play space. Um, but I mean, I'm just personally, I'm excited to play on this map again. Uh, I thought that it was definitely one of the better small maps. Um, this is one of those, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those from, uh, Max Hoberman who, uh, worked on the, uh, he's, he's the God of Halo 2 maps. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, were it not for him, you know, Halo 2 multiplayer, uh, wouldn't have been what it was. And, uh, since he, you know, he's, he left Bungie. He started uh, Certain Affinity, and he's the president of it. But Certain Affinity uh, is the one that works on uh, just most of the uh, Halo multiplayer maps. So um, you can see here that they've just done a wonderful job with making a very updated version of it. And this version looks really, really alien, uh, as opposed to not just Covenant, but it looks really, you know, like something further out there. Um Another shot we're looking at here shows a halo ring on the outside. There's a planet. You can see a gal galaxy further out. Um, I, I just love the uh, the detail in this, and you know they essentially spared no expense to what else we're looking at uh, beyond you know playing the map itself. Uh, here's here's one of the uh, the lower ends of uh, of the map, and there's all kinds of uh, screens that are in there, and you can see these. I, I don't know what these pieces are up here near the top of it, but uh, there's all kinds of just really cool detail in there. I know one thing, it'll be a good thing for those of us that like to take screenshots. Yeah, I can see myself yeah. taking just a ton of screenshots on this I mean, map. It really does look like with all these uh, screens and stuff, like the Covenant just walked out five minutes on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to say something there? No, oh, I was okay. just going to say it, it's <coughs> a little bit different from the original. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that carbine side does looks a little bit more bulky. Does it? Not, it looks a little bit more bulky and um, not as open. It's okay. Closed off. Okay. But for me, it's uh, it's bottom mid that seems yeah. to look like it's got some more obstructions to it mm -hmm. uh, than uh, than the original versions. Um, oh, look at that! Look how nice that the way that light bounces off. We're looking at. Uh, I'm assuming that's red base. Maybe is that red? That's red base, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the bases. Yeah, and. Uh, and wow, how the red light is just so vibrant. Now, these guys are looking at it. So you guys uh, take a take a look at it here. Let's see. Oh God, it's a long name for the uh, for the name of this uh, particular uh, uh, screenshot. But it's the uh, let's see, it's the multiplayer beta map one invitation. That's so you'll find that on the uh, on the site in the article that I posted about it. But the rest of you guys, while you're looking at this, can you see? Uh, what looks to be like an elite, and I'll show you here, right here. Yeah. That's his eye. This is the top part of his helmet here. 
and how that almost looks like the mandibles. I think that was kind of cool how they, they took that shot there. I don't know. Folks, take a look at that shot, and, uh, and you'll see what I mean. It's, it's a red base shot, and uh, I kind of think it looks... It looks. It reminds me a lot of uh, of an elite, maybe the arbiter, maybe one of the pilot elites. Just something neat, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing things. I don't know. But I, I mean, I, 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 can I you see, see that? It, yeah. I see it. Definitely arguable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can. Yeah. I mean, imagine a little bit. You know, maybe I want to see more than than there is in there, but I like it. Whatever. So, uh, again, some other shots here, just showing, uh, just, uh, just amazing. Uh, this isn't a reskin. This is, uh, it looks like another, just, it's a redo, but, uh, just, I got so much attention to detail. Well, like uh, Zach was saying, it looks a little different, but didn't they kind of work with, uh, Ragnarok? Well, it used to be Valhalla, but they kind of shaped it a little bit just so it works better because Halo 4 is much different than Halo 3. <coughs> yeah, I think they, I think somebody was saying that they, uh, elongated it a bit because of Sprint being in there, that they had to make it a little bit longer. Uh, because otherwise, you'd be able to get from one side of the map to the other side pretty quickly, even yeah. with just sprint. So, and to me, it actually does feel like they've made it a little bit longer. So, um, uh, yes. Sorry, go ahead, Tetra. That's just the evolution of the games, and so it's. I, I don't. I don't see it as a detriment. In oh no. All the changes, because I'm. I'm assuming <laughs> that all these changes are going to be reinforced by the different elements that make Halo 5's multiplayer different from Halo 2's or Halo 3's. Right. I just and, want to know what that is, really. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. So we're looking at blue base there, uh, another shot towards uh, top mid, and just and you, you guys will take a look at this, too. You can see that there's a, a Covenant cruiser that's, uh, you can see that through the roof. Uh, I'm curious if that's going to do, like, a flyby uh, as you're playing on the map. For instance, uh, if you look at... Um, was it landfall in Halo Four? That's yeah. kind of the human. Uh, it's the human port, and there's a uh, there's a, a vessel that flies overhead every once in a while. On that so that would kind of be neat to have. I mean, it's you're too busy fighting, but if you go back in a the theater, then you can see that thing flying by, and that's just another one of those neat little kind of interactive things. You know, I'm not die a lot. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. <clears throat> there you go. Right. Okay, so this next map that we're uh, we're taking a look at here. It's uh, quite interesting. Some people have said that it looks like a Skyline remake. I'm going to argue that it's not, but that it's probably either in the same building uh, or at least within the same city. Uh, and there's a couple points, too. We'll kind of go over that. So the first one what we're looking at is a concept art piece. And again, very well done. The depth of the city is, uh, is fantastic. The, the height of the buildings. This reminds me, for those of you that like uh, Star Wars or are familiar, it reminds me of Coruscant that was in the, uh, the prequels. Uh, and just how filled, uh, you know, it's, just, it's really dense with uh, some really, really tall buildings. You guys are familiar with that, right? Yeah. Right? So, good shot there. Another uh, concept art piece. We see a pelican flying off in the distance. But we see that if this concept art... Um, is relative to the actual map that clearly this is not skyline. There's a lot of different sight lines. Uh, there's more open areas. There's not. It's not enclosed as much as skyline is because there's only that little area that's kind of open up to the city. Whereas here, it looks like a lot of the map is actually opened up. You see what I'm talking about? Like all down there. All right. So now, the one we happen to be looking at at the moment, though, it's called Map Two. Map Two Aftermath. Um, that does look a lot like Skyline, but um, 
this little area on to the left middle, um, that's not something we see in Skyline. There's like kind of like a pillar in the middle that it's not really, um, it's not part of Skyline, but some of the, the pathways into this room look familiar. So that's why I say, I don't think this is a Skyline remake. I think it's a, uh, uh, it's close. You know, the construction is, you know, just like architecture nowadays, you could see a building that's very similar to another one. I think this is in the same city, probably, uh, probably done by the same manufacturing company. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that's why it's got its similarities to it. This may just be me, since you said it could be on the same building, but I always like Halo when it has, like, a little Easter egg, or it's kind of funny, mm -hmm. but you can see or look up, and you can see, like, actual skyline, little people jumping around, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be interesting. That would be, that would be kind of cool. That would be funny. Definitely. So, the shot that we're looking at here, uh, again, that's another one. Um, now, it says Broadway, and I don't know that that's the name of the map. I would think that that's the name of the the area that we're looking at. So that's like a call out for the map. Mm. Um, but this is the blue base side. And absolutely, when you're looking at this one, it's not skyline. You know, mm. uh, there's a lot more, uh, uh, there's, there's certainly your, your layers between, you know, upper and lower. Like you can see there's some stairs down to the bottom left that go far, you know, the, like that's a basement area. Then you've got a main area and then you've got some upper areas. Uh, and there's a lot of different sight lines, a lot of ways to, you know, get some cover, uh, I think this is going to be a fun map. Looks like a DMR. Yeah, yeah certainly DMR there. Um, uh, DMR is on the right hand side of that one. Uh, and then the next shot we're looking at here, this is uh, uh, Beta Map Two Corner. Uh, this shows the transitional space between red side and blue side. And uh, man, I can see that's where a lot of fighting is going to be. If they uh, hopefully they'll have neutral flag. I can see neutral flag being right there. You know, oh, right yes. right in the middle here somewhere. Yeah. You know. You have to fight through the two spots. Especially all these open sight lines. And with the DMR there, it's suggesting like it's going to be kind of long and some really long sight lines. Yeah. And uh, I can, and, but also, like in the lower areas, uh, this is an opportunity, I think, for a lot of close quarter action, too. Probably some shotgun stuff or, uh, or sword, you know. So I think this map's going to play pretty well. It looks, it looks fun, and I'm very excited to play on it uh, in the beta. Um, now, here's a little room we're looking at here. This is map too dark. Um, I'm not sure, but if I remember correctly, in one of the videos, it shows this room, and there's this, I don't want to call it a crane, but like maybe a robotic arm structure that's at the top of it, and I think that moves. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to check the trailer again, but I'm pretty sure that that thing moves. So it's not something that you interact with. It's just just like, for instance, the, the arm that's on a drift that's working on the huge mm -hmm. mech in there, how it moves around like it's working on it, I think that's what this is too. We'll see. There's just a nice touch to show yeah. that the map is alive. Right, exactly. It's just another thing that adds nice realism. Mm. <coughs> so, here's the same map again. Uh, at least I'm assuming it is. Maybe it's not. But um, this is really open out to the city, and the view is its beautiful. Kind of reminds me of Mount Washington, what I showed you guys <laughs> earlier. Mount Washington is something here in Pittsburgh, and I took the guys up there. It's a, it is a, it's a bit of a, it's a small mountain, but it overlooks the city, and so you get this really beautiful uh, uh, shot of the cityscape. And so that's kind of what we're looking at here at this map, uh, is that uh, there's some wide open areas here, some long sight lines, and then you can see into the city. And I imagine, of course, if you jump off, you're going to die, or whatever. <laughs> But, um, and what's what's funny is it's the, uh, I'm assuming that's an assault rifle. What looks like an assault rifle right here in the front, on top of there. Right, right. What's funny is they're showing the assault rifle in this huge, wide open 
scenery view, right. whereas the DMR is seen in kind of this in the closed, closed area. area. Yeah. So maybe this map will be kind of like, you know, weapons will be placed where you have to grab the weapon and then get to get to another get area. To this area where it so can be used yeah, it's more strategic to use that one. Sure, that sounds right. It's a little more challenging. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't put a shotgun in a small hallway where it doesn't take much skill to grab it and use it. That's right. Put it somewhere where you need to work to get to, to get to the advantageous place, right? Uh, another shot here that's kind of showing the transitional areas. And just, you know, uh, uh, let's see, this is uh, uh, Beta 2 uh, Light uh, JPEG. So we can see here, there's just, look at all these different multiple levels of this map, mm -hmm. you know, and there's plenty of different rooms that, uh, that you can go into. Um, you know, this, this map's going to be pretty crazy, I think, again, if it's a flag, flag map, um, that you'll be able to duck in and out of rooms, you know, uh, people be trying to throw grenades around corners, you know, and stuff, and I'm excited to play on this map. This, yeah. this map looks like it's a lot of fun. Now, the, the one that we're looking at here, it's also showing a fire up a bit higher. Um, curious what happened there, if that's an industrial accident or, or <laughs> what, you know? Also, on the, the shot... A few pictures ago in the small enclosed room that mm -hmm. kind of looked like uh, the skyline, there was also that fire coming out of the wall on the right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you noticed that. But what that reminded me of was quite a few scenes from uh, the ODST campaign where, like, you know, up there, like the ODST pods crashed up into the tall buildings. Sure. Like, sure. this could possibly be kind of like New Mombasa, mm -hmm. but maybe not exactly because Mombasa got glassed if I remember correctly. That's right, yeah. it did. But, you know, maybe well, it'll be that same kind of setting. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Orrin. No, I was just going to say, I mean, in terms of doing maps in different parts of the Halo universe there, there really isn't a consistency in a, in a, in a sense that, you know, we're in the Halo 5 area of times, so all of our maps take place in that time, because, like, Halo 4 came out with um, Harvest map in, in the first DLC, and obviously it takes place on Contact Harvest, which is, or not Contact Harvest, but the Planet Harvest, which is where the Covenant made first contact um, with humans, so then that planet is gone in the Halo 4 timelines, but, so, to have this map in being in New Mombasa isn't, that, not, it's not about oh, Well, and here's the other thing, let me build on that. Uh, so, in Halo 4, the maps that we play on are actually maps that we're playing on if, if you're looking at it outside of us just playing as, as gamers, the, the canon of it is that we're actually playing within the UNS Infinity on a big holodeck that recreates these maps for us to play on. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're actually playing. We're not actually playing on Harvest, but we're playing on a holodeck version of it. If you think of the holodeck from Star Trek on the old Enterprise, well, not the old, old Enterprise, but the Generations Enterprise, where it was something solid, like you could, you know, yeah. somehow it created something solid and you could interact with it. So, um, this certainly could be new, another area of New Mombasa that's been uh, under attack, you know, or something. So, um, I hope that they give us a little bit of, uh, you know, like, it's fun to play on a map, but give us a little bit of uh, backstory to it, you know. Yeah. Myself, I love the lore of Halo, so for me, that's the kind of stuff that I can really sink my teeth into, beyond just playing on the map itself. So, uh, well, now we're going to talk about uh, what we did kind of over the weekend here. And uh, we had, uh, I mentioned earlier, we had uh, the second annual HFFL Lane Stravaganza. And uh, it kind of started, uh, if you want to call it the start of it, it happened on Thursday night 
when uh, my wife and I went to uh, pick up Deej, uh, we got him from the airport. He came in Thursday evening, and uh, and then Friday morning, we uh, went and picked up Zach. So we picked up somebody from Texas, then somebody from Illinois. Uh, after that, we went to Permantis, which is uh, a popular, very popular sandwich shop here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and it's something we joke with Zach about all the time because uh, he was here last year at the first of uh, first land, and uh, he really fell in love with the sandwiches there. But uh, he couldn't wait to get back to it this year, so we did that. Uh, we kind of hung out at the house a bit, did a little bit of setup for the land, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then it was time to go get uh, Brent, but unfortunately, Brent's uh, plane got uh, delayed about three hours, you know, so... Kind of waited. You know, we were ready to go eat because what we were going to do is we were going to go pick up Brent. We were going to go back to Permanis again. And uh, so we had to wait three hours. So by this time, Deej is like crying like a baby. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> no, he's not crying. <laughs> but um, so we went to get him. And, of course, Brent's plane is delayed another 25 minutes. You know? <laughs> so by the time he arrives, you know, we get him. It actually ends up being like Saturday just after midnight. But, you know, that's okay. We did get him. We did go to Permanis. It was late. It was like 1 o'clock. By the time we got there, they closed it to this particular location. But, you know, we got it. Had some had a little bit of fun there. I think we, when we got back, though, we just, like, all pretty much immediately went to sleep because it was late, you know. I mean, Brenda had been traveling, you know, all day, and the rest of us had been doing stuff all day, so we were a little bit tiring. Um, I will say that, it, you know, there was nice... To meet the guys, you know, now Zach and I have been friends and I think I've mentioned it before for, well, we've been roughly friends now for about six and a half years. Uh, and, but it's always nice to have, you know, to meet Zach again. But, uh, so now, you know, we've got these, these other fellows here that, um, while I've been gaming with them for roughly about a year or so, uh, we finally get to meet them in person. So it's always nice to not just put the face to the name, but to actually interact with the guys, you know? So, uh. So that was really cool. So then Saturday morning comes, and uh, and we really start doing the setup. Uh, and I put out a ton of my Mega Block stuff, which you folks will see when I do the recap. We're gonna have a ton of pictures from everybody that came in. Uh, but I got a lot of my Mega Blocks out to show Halo Mega Blocks, of course. Um, some of my uh, McFarland stuff, some of the Mini Mates uh, Halo stuff, uh, the Play Art stuff that I showed last year. There's all kinds of stuff there. And, um, you know, what? I'm glad no one knocked it over because I was going to slug them. Yeah, that's it right. Was, it was a pain to get those McFarlands. That's right. We had, we kind of had an unwritten rule because the McFarland figures really are, they're a pain in the ass to stand up. And we had kind of an unwritten rule that after it all got set up, if somebody bumped that table and knocked them over, they were going to get punched. Thankfully that didn't happen. I don't think we, well, I wouldn't have punched them because yeah. I was the host. I, I don't know. I'm deep to my dad. So along the way. Uh, we're getting ready here, and uh, and then uh, Tetra comes along. Um, what time did you show up yesterday? Uh, about 12.30, or closer to 1, actually, because yeah. I, I got a little lost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, around, around 12 or something. And so Tetra, what, what happened with him was that he started off, uh, was it in Atlanta? Or where are you in? Um, Savannah, you in Georgia? Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. So he was coming up from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, and he stopped at his parents' house in Virginia, uh, and that was on Friday, right? Yes. Yeah, and so then Saturday morning, uh, then he drove from Virginia on up to uh, Pittsburgh. So it was kind of nice, you know, that uh, we have somebody from Virginia via 
Georgia, which really is an indirect route, but you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so you know, like I mentioned earlier, we've got folks from you know all corners of the United States. Then, um, so he made it here. He he was nice enough to help uh, the guy out that I uh, that I hired to uh, do uh, the setup, and he brought a lot of his equipment. So those two guys did a lot of the setup for uh, for the screens and the uh, and the consoles and such. And I do want to thank you for that. By the way, I don't think I thanked you before on that so there's my public thank you for all the listeners out there um and then uh you know we had a few more guests show up we had our buddy uh pens halo who it's unfortunately couldn't be with us here for this but uh uh pens halo uh he brought us uh five pizzas from his dad's pizza oh shop oh my god they were so good they were this i love the oh. sauce the sauce was good nice uh and the style of pizza that that they have they put the ingredients under the cheese so when i was looking at them I'm like wait a minute Where's the pepperoni? Because uh, most of the places around here in Pittsburgh, they put it on top. This is the one. They do it right when you put the ingredients underneath and you let that cheese melt on top of them. I really actually like it like yeah. that. Yeah. So there was really good pizza. Uh, and by the way, let's do a public shout out. A big thank you to Penn's because uh, he was our biggest uh, donator uh, for uh, for the land. Um, you know, it helped us raise some of the money there for the charity as well as last minute, you know, I was really kind of, you know, worried about some things because we didn't have all the money we needed. So he was able to really help us out. <clears throat> Let me throw in there too, beyond a uh, shout out for pens. Also want to give a shout out for Brent and his dad as well, because they also donated some money. So uh, without those nice donations from those guys, uh, the land, it would have still gone on, but it might not have been as big or successful as I believe it, it ended up becoming. So, you know, definitely a big thanks to those guys for doing that. So, um, Penzer Paul, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And Paul also donated a couple of uh, Halo Mega Block sets that we ended up using for uh, for uh, the, the free-for-all tournament that we had. So, let's go back to this. Okay, so Penz comes. He brings the pizza. You know, we got some other guys coming. Then we start off. We play... Uh, some casual play, you know, it was Halo 4. By the way, I only played one game the whole time, just like last year. I didn't play anything last year. I just, actually, after all the planning, I just kind of want to sit back and relax and watch everybody else have fun. Because for me, that's my reward, is to see that the effort that I put into making this happen has become fruitful in that everybody else is having a good time. So, um, you know, you guys enjoyed it, right? You had some oh, yeah. fun playing. That was, that was definitely fun. Most definitely. You know, and... The most uh, intense matches oh my goodness i've never really had a fight against these guys until now and it yeah. was just neck and neck the whole time yeah because usually we all play you know as a team so to be able to pit everybody against one another and the fact that we're doing this all in the same room you know um, so if you if you make someone too mad you can just reach over and punch yeah, yeah right you know <laughs> i don't think there was too much teabag and a half that happened either or was there no uh, i threw i threw in bags yeah i, I threw in a few when i killed some of these guys okay well everybody teabags but um but so after the casual play um we went ahead and went into the free-for-all match i uh i made it as a double elimination and the good thing about double elimination is that if you lose a match, uh, you have a second opportunity. Uh, so you basically go from the regular bracket. It starts off as a regular bracket. Then you go to the non-winner's bracket. I call it the loser's bracket, but I guess today we can't. You know, nobody's a loser. So we went to the non-winner's bracket. Okay. <laughs> so if you kept winning, you stayed within the winner's bracket. If you lost the game, then you went to the non-winner's bracket. If you lost again when you are in the non-winner's bracket, then you were bumped out of the tournament altogether. So we progressed along. 
And uh, the four guys here actually, um, was it you three that were in the semifinals? The, the semifinals yeah. was Cheese, Deej, and Zach. Okay. Oh, you were in, oh, you, you got bumped out just before that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like the top loser. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the like right, right after <clears throat> me, I think, was whichever one of you guys that got third and then. Okay. And so. Yeah. So, but it was nice because, again, the majority of the guys that were here were all part of the gaming group. So we definitely had a pretty good shot at one of the guys uh, taking it all. So, um, so yeah, uh, Brent, Deej, and uh, and Zach were in the semifinals. Whoever won that one, because each of them had one loss, but uh, whoever won that one then would move on to the championship round. Uh, it seemed to be a pretty good match. I can't remember the score of that match. Uh, Zach actually wiped our butts pretty Did he? good. It was Did like he? 30, 21, 15, I think. Wow. Wow. I thought it was closer than that. I thought, I you thought, had, I thought it was close. I thought you I had, had like I was, 29. I was yeah, I close it was like to you. 30, 27. You had like 28 no. or 29. I was close to you towards the middle, but then I just, I, I don't know what happened. I choked and you just kind of pulled this big lead. Yeah. And then poor Deej. Well, because that first matchup, I had such a good game. And then mm. I went against Brandon, which, oh my god, he was good and it was on a drift. Like, once people right. get up on that top, I'm just like, forget it. But since I had to deal with it, because it was one-on-one. Right. I didn't really know how to deal with it too well, so he just wipes. Yeah, and, and we're talking about Brandon. The, uh, Brandon is a, a local guy here. Uh, his uh, gamer tags be Moody. He was actually at the land last year, and he came in second place last year behind Sargoth, who was, uh, he's like a pro player. So now, Sargoth wasn't here this year, and so when the guys heard that, certainly the guys that were here last year, uh, they were very happy about it. And the other guys that, you know, we told about it, uh, they were like, oh, okay, great. So, you know, we don't, we don't have a pro player to play against. So it kind of evened out the playing field. And I think, for the most part, most of everybody that played in it was had relative skill to each oh, other, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, it, I don't think anybody was, like, that super great, you know. And nobody was like, well, maybe one or two exceptions. That really sucked, you know. Um, uh, we won't mention who, but anyways. <laughs> I mean, a good but, testament to that even <clears throat> playing field was our... Our second round in the winner's bracket, uh -huh. that game was like two or three kills apart the whole match. There was never a clear, I'm in first place person. It was always yeah. this constant struggle. Yeah. I mean, I think the game finished with like 30, 27, 25, 22. Yeah. I mean, it was just, the, the whole game was just was this nerve-wracking struggle to stay with everyone. Yeah. Right. But, but you know what? But that's what makes them exciting, though. Yeah. I love it when the skill is that close. That you never know who's going to win because really, you know the way you guys play. I mean, uh, uh, Brent is definitely a really good player. I've known Zach for a long time, and I know he's a good player. And Deed certainly can play well as well. So it was like that could have been, it could have been anybody's game. You know, who, you know whoever was like it could have been anybody's game. So, you know, I, I remember at one point I uh, I was talking with this other guy named Darren, who's a friend of uh, uh, Brandon. Uh, he's a local guy as well. Um, I remember talking to Darren, and unfortunately, Darren was still in the competition at that point, but I kind of leaned over to him and I said, I think it's going to be Brandon and then maybe Cheese or Zach. And he's like, well, that's more motivation for me to do well. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, sorry. What, you got a chance, you know? So during his game, I was kind of like rooting for him. Yeah, man, all right, oh, good job. You know, I was like, I kind of felt like a heel. So, hey, if you're listening out there, Darren, sorry about that. But I know he enjoyed himself. He had a good time. So, and it moved on then. Uh, Zach had won uh, the last game that was in the non-winner's bracket. And he moved on to face against Brandon, who had uh, won all of his games. So, um, 
What happened there then is because it's double elimination, Brandon actually had a game up on Zach. So if he would have lost to Zach, uh, then he could have still been on and they would have been playing one game then for the final. Uh, but as it turned out, uh, Brandon did, in, in fact, win that game. So uh, at that point it was over. Brandon won the, the championship and uh, uh, Zach came in second place. So we had two things to give out for that. Uh, and again, these are courtesy of Brent's dad, Paul. That was a, uh, a Wraith set. It was the new uh, Mega Bloks Wraith set. And then the Cauldron Clash set. And uh, I basically what I did is you know, I kind of thought of those sets as fairly equal. So I just allowed whoever won to pick which one of the two sets that they wanted. And then the second place person would get the other set. So it kind of worked out because uh, Zach wanted the Wraith set. And so when Brandon picked the other set, he, he automatically got the race. So it kind of worked out like that. It's kind of fun. Uh, let's see. At this point, what did we do after that? I think we... I think it was burgers. Yeah, it was, was it burgers, burgers at, that at that point? Okay, so... Great burgers. Actually, yeah. no, yeah, it was burgers because then after burgers, it was right. the, uh, the so, minigame. That's right. You know, so, 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 the, so the burgers I made, uh, the night before, I made the, uh, the mixture of... Uh, it, it's, it wasn't straight hamburgers, folks. I'm Italian, so I added my own stuff to it. So I added, you know, some herbs and spices, a little bit of ketchup, an egg in there to help bind it all together. So for me, it's kind of like a little mini meatloaf thing. It might not have tasted like that, but it's kind of like that. Um, what's amazing, though, is, and I'm sure you guys probably looked at this, you know how thick they were before I, you know, before they were cooked. You saw that. Boy, did those things really cook down. Holy <laughs> shit. And they were supposed to be 80% lean and... I sure as hell didn't seem like that by the time they shrunk down. Like holy shit! But but they were good. Yeah, uh, we used our important. yeah we used our George Foreman grill. There's a plug for that. Hey, uh, you know, could you give us another one? No, no. Anyway, <laughs> we used the George Foreman grill for that. Grilled them up. We grilled up some hot dogs as well. Had a little bit of a spread in the main uh, in the main in their uh, living room that had uh, lettuce and tomato cheese and all that stuff, so they could put whatever they wanted on it. So we broke then, and that was only just a few hours after we'd had the pizza, but it seemed like people were certainly hungry enough, and uh, I think we only then ended up with, like, two burgers and maybe four hot dogs left, so that's good. You know, we didn't have a lot, we didn't have any waste. In fact, I'll probably end up eating those, you know, tomorrow or Tuesday or whenever. <laughs> but, uh, so we did that, uh, and then after that, we had, uh, while they were finishing up eating, I went outside to the yard and I had a whole bunch of extra um, Mega Bloks figures so I started scattering them around the yard uh, the, what we, what I was going to have them do is basically it would be like an Easter egg hunt but instead of calling it an Easter egg hunt uh, I called it Headhunters if you guys remember Headhunters from Reach you know um, you you know you're, you're trying to kill other people you're trying to get their skulls you score the points so while it wasn't the exact same thing it's essentially they had to go find the minifigures. So it starts off, you know, I have the guys all lined up. Whoever got 15 first, then everybody stopped looking, and then it went into, like, phase two of what this whole thing was about. So what phase two was, uh, whatever figures you had in your hands, uh, you were allowed to keep five of them. And if whoever didn't have five, got they got a couple more. Um, Cheese was the one that got 15 first, and I allowed... I allowed you to keep 10 of them, right? Yeah, I got 10. Okay. Okay. So you got 10. So <clears throat> um, I asked for the people that had the brown figure, that had any brown figures, and they had an opportunity. There was, I think, three people that had uh, the brown elite. They had an opportunity 
to then go find the rest of the figures. And uh, I ended up letting folks like keep most of the figures, but we went into a third phase of this whole this whole mini game, <clears throat> and that's where I had three prizes to give away. And the way that I did it was kind of like a, an auction thing, where I said, "Okay, I'm not going to tell you what the prize is, but you can bid your figures. And if you bid your figures, now you're going to lose the figures, but you're going to get a prize instead that will be potentially something more." I had a small prize, I had a little bit of a bigger prize, but I did have one whammy in there. So, starts off, uh, who won the first one? Uh, I think it was Joe, the guy who brought the tables. Yeah, what did yeah he, it was Joe. What did he win again? He got the, 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 the ODST drone. I no, that was you the one that didn't you? Won the, did you no, win the Wombat? No. no, it was Joe. Yeah, was Joe, it Joe the one the Wombat? The, the yeah. Wombat. Okay, so yeah, so Joe bid, I think he bid... Four figures, maybe four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So he bid that, and he won. Uh, he won this. Uh, it's the uh, rookie with the wombat, and that's a new set from Mega Bloks this year. Uh, Mega Bloks has this new art articulation. It's a really good set. That's one of the sets that they sent me. So again, a shout out to Mega Bloks. Thanks for sending uh, some sets. And uh, so he won that. So then it came time for the second one. Again, not telling anybody. Uh, they knew that there was a whammy left, and there was a big, bigger prize left. So. I started off the bidding, and it got the, this one guy, uh, it was Darren, uh, he went ahead and bid all five, because he was thinking I was going to save the whammy for last. It wasn't. It was the second. I was uh, No matter what, I knew it was going to be the second one, no matter who won. And so I bring it out, and I have this in the plastic bag, and, and what is it? Go ahead, guys. What, what was it that I gave him? You remember? Uh, I didn't even know what it was. I, I just... It was, it was this foam... Uh, Basically, it was a foam enema uh, bottle that had arms and legs on it, so it was Enema Man. Uh, and, you know, well, I mean, what can you do? you got to have some fun there, you know. And, of course, everybody laughed and joked about it. And, and uh, I, eventually, though, I did uh, I, I did give him something else. I asked him, you know, hey, if he doesn't want to keep it, I think he kept it, though. Yeah, he, he, he wanted, kept he it. Actually He's like, it. oh, I want it. And it's a it's funny thing. It's Enema Man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and then, so then it came to the third one, um, and that was you that won the third one then, right? No, uh, Drew. Drew. Yeah, Drew. Was it Drew? Drew. And what did, what did Drew win? It was you? the, the Repex Vito. That's right. That's right. So then Drew, Drew, by the way, is a uh, host of Podcast Unlocked, and he came up from Baltimore. Uh, so he bid all of his figures, and he won, uh, it's the Megablocks, uh, Repex, uh, Vertical Takeoff Landing Craft. Uh, it was his first one. He said he wasn't. He didn't normally do that kind of stuff, but it was kind of cool. It was something different. So uh, we had fun with that. Um, now, I think actually before we did that, though, before we did the whole Easter egg thing and all that, uh, we took pictures. So uh, we have pictures of the whole group. I've got pictures then of just the guys that were there from the gaming group. I have pictures of guys that were there just from Pittsburgh and so on. Uh, so we'll have those, those pictures up uh, on the blog in the recap here in a few days. So it was good. We'll have pictures of... Of the land set up, you know, of us eating the all the, the the spread of toys that I had on a couple of different tables and all, and so on. Uh, let's see, we moved back in after that, and we did some more casual Halo. I yeah. think that's when we moved yeah. to Halo Three. Then, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So we we played Halo Four at the first part, and so after that we came back in then, and uh, we popped in Halo Three and uh, had some pretty good matches on there, you know. And it was fun watching uh, people were playing on Valhalla, the you know the predecessor to Ragnarok, and honestly. I think I still really like Valhalla. I think it's a good map, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Of course, it plays a little differently because there's no sprint in the Halo 3, but um, I was enjoying it. It was nice to see the uh, the missile pods again. Oh, I'd forgotten about those. Again, I was just watching, but it was still fun to watch. Um, geez, there, uh, he wasn't playing as well because... I never played Halo 3 online, really. Yeah. Like, not competitively. I've never really played to win. I just kind of played because it was fun. Mm -hmm. I, I really started to get into competitive Halo on Reach. Yeah. So, you know, Halo 3, I was, I'm not that good. And, and I just find that amazing that that uh, Brent, who, who really is a really good player, certainly in Halo 4, that, that the, the skill set didn't seem to transfer over as much. Not to say yeah. that he's a bad player, but he's... I'm, he's, a, I'm a bad player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I suck but, at Halo Three. But the, yeah, the, the level skill—I was like really surprised by that, you know. But uh, there were some pretty cool stuff, things that happened. Like I saw people getting hit by the uh, by the wraith and not dying, you know. Whereas in Halo Four, if you barely get nicked by a ghost, you're dead. Oh, well, you just run into the tank. Like you don't even have to. The treads don't even hit you. You just yeah, just die. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy, you know. So, but yeah, let's see. You played on uh, you played on Valhalla. Played on Construct. Played on Narrows. Yeah. Narrows, yeah, and Narrows was that definitely was, that was a lot of fun. They yeah, played. That was uh, one bomb and uh, right. One like, bomb yeah, and that was one. flag on there too. Yeah, flag. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. Actually, yeah, catch the flag. Oh, that was good because it was. Yeah, it, it didn't have a time limit, and so that was like a twenty-minute match. It and was. It was. It was like the first. Eight minutes or something, there was no caps, and then once people started getting rhythms and stuff, and actually working together, because that was part of it, where we were just kind of all running on nostalgia, and then uh, and then we were like, okay, well let's uh, try and win that. Thing. Let's do some shoutouts <laughs> and um, yeah, so. yeah, and, and and it turned into be pretty good there. I forget who it was. I think again it was Darren that I was talking to. He was to my side there. And I was telling him about the lifts because he wasn't really familiar with that. He didn't. I don't think he really played Halo Three, so the lifts on Narrows, you know, it's a very quick way to get from one side to the next. And I said, "Look, man, take the lift over, make the jump. Uh, as soon as you land, if you make the jump a little bit to the right, where the other main cannon is at, you can actually get up on the ledge. You can then get to that flag a lot sooner, and uh, and then just take the lift back." And he pretty much did exactly as I asked him, you know, as I mentioned to him. And he was able to come back and score the flag just like right like that. And I remember hearing somebody else saying, "Oh my God, they already got the flag on the other side!" You know, and, and it was just great. It was fun to watch that. You know, Narrows was a fun map for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, now I think they had changed it. The version that was that was being played was the original, where rockets was at top mid. Yeah. Uh, whereas they switched, and I think it was what shotgun. It was, yeah, it was a shotgun. Shotgun became yeah, but they switched that. And then later on, I, I'm not sure if that was title update. But I think they ended up switching that so that yeah. there was rockets on the bottom and shotgun on top. Well, the most recent one had the rockets on the uh, on bottom mid, right? And then a bubble shield. Was it a bubble shield where on the top rockets mid? Were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But okay. now on on the original version, there's a radar jammer up off to the left. Oh, top mid. That's that right. That so mentally, annoying. mentally during the game, I thought, "Oh, I have a bubble shield, so I throw it, and it's just a stupid <laughs> ball." <laughs> right, and then of course, for those of you that aren't familiar with the radar jammer, that sends just a shit ton of red dots all over your radar, so you don't know what's going on there. So you can't really rely on 
who's where while that Raider jammer jammer's going on. It's so, so funny. They're shooting at you. You're looking on the floor, super like, where is it? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what, what was funny was because I know I think a lot of the people there who had been used to the newer newer uh, Halo Three map, where they they think they have like Zach said, they think they have a bubble shield. They would throw it, and then I'd hear them say, "Wait, who put down the radar jammer?" Oh, wait, I did. Yeah. <laughs> And then, let's see, so after the CTF, uh, you guys played uh, uh, Assault, and for me, that I, I don't know about you, Zach, but I loved playing Assault on that map, because, you know, it really takes some coordination. Once you plant that bomb, you gotta, you got to basically cover that for 15 seconds. Actually, you got to cover, of the 15 seconds that it takes to time down, you got to cover it for about 10, yeah, yeah, about 10, maybe 12 seconds, because at that point, then the other team won't be able to recover uh, the bomb from there and disarm it, but um, so it was a bit of a, a tugging, you know, a, a, a fight there between uh, both teams to you know get somebody to score. But uh, you know, once it started happening, it was it's pretty cool. It was fun to watch that, and that's for me. That's a classic uh, map with a classic uh, game type, and hopefully we'll see Assault come back uh, in Halo Five because that was definitely missed in Four. You guys that. Um, that didn't. If, if you came in and reach, you might have got that. But if you played more, if you pretty much played in Halo Four, you completely missed that. You know. Yeah. So I'm glad you know everybody had the chance to play that last night. Uh, let's see. So what did we do after that? I think it was just casual play for the rest of the night on Halo Three, right? Yeah. We had a SWAT match. That was fun. Halo yeah. Three SWAT. Was fun. And snipers. I suggested a snipers yeah. match. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. Was torture yeah. Me. Did, didn't you? Yeah. Clean ass. Yeah. Yeah. Clean ass. You didn't clean. I mean, kicked ass. You <laughs> clean cleaned up. Ass. You cleaned up and kicked ass. You didn't clean ass. Yes. No. <laughs> That's a completely different thing. Yes. So yeah. Um, we played around a flood. That was fun. Or infection. It was. Infection. It was called back yeah. then. That was right. fun. Uh, and what were some of the the last ones? There was one that. Uh, there was oh. One flag on Zanzibar. Yeah, that was or good. Or Last Resort, rather. Well, yeah, yeah. Fun, right, fun. right, that was good. The one game that I did play in, <clears throat> it was uh, Two Flag CTF on Sandbox. and Sand Or Sandtrap, yeah. yes, thanks, on Sandtrap. And I made sure to have Zach on my team because Zach and I, when we played Halo 3 back in the day, uh, we, we were in a, a different gaming group at the time. We had a strategy for that one where... Uh, we would go and steal the other side's elephant and bring it back to our elephant. So it totally throws off the other team because they're just thinking about going and getting the flag, not stealing the actual elephant. So by the time they're like maybe halfway back to their base, they realize that we've driven the elephant halfway or more back to our base. You know, So it was a hell of a thing. Like At first we got stopped a little bit, and, and it was still back there. But then once we got that thing going, man, we just... You know, like we had, I think, who was it that was, was it you that was, no, uh, you, you were Tetra just shooting. Your team. Somebody was, who had the, uh, the, I, the brute chopper? I was in the chopper just yeah. destroying people That's trying right. to get to so, you. So what was good about that with, with Deej being on the chopper is that he was just kind of moving around us and guarding us there. And Zach was, were you using the machine gun or were you using the battle rifle? I had the battle rifle. Yeah, and so and so he was protecting me as I was driving the the elephant to the other side. Once we got close to our base, then Zach stopped doing that, and he grabbed the flag, jumped over, and at this point we're like maybe twenty thirty feet away from it. As he gets that one, you know, I, I'm able to stop the elephant like right next to our elephant. Uh, I forget somebody else 
pulled the second one and then I pulled the last one. And it was just three successive caps within probably 40 seconds at most. It, it had to have been less than that. Yeah, probably. I, I don't even recall hearing flag taken, flag captured. It was just game was over and I'm yeah. sitting there like, well, that was like, yeah. what, like three minutes. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't long. Yeah, it wasn't yeah long. about five. Yeah, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know. My wife just interrupted us to tap on time. We know. <laughs> so yeah, we're about a, an hour and a half into it. We're, we'll wrap up here. Uh, I just like but, to point out that one of my more proud moments from last night is as bad as I am at Halo Three. That initial time you guys got stopped at the elephant, I, it me of all people that came in and cleared Zach out and then cleared you out, and yeah. I'm like. That just, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I I enjoyed it because you know I told Zach, uh, you know, we're going to do our our maneuver, and uh, man, it was just like the old days. Yeah, you know, we didn't miss a beat. You know, he I was always the driver. You know, and uh, you know Zach certainly uh, would watch out, and you know, everybody had their own roles, and it was just great to see. Well, I told Tetra what we were doing, so he he was hip to it. He knew what we were doing. And so he was protecting as well, and uh, man, just to see that be pulled off again—that was uh, that was beautiful. So some matches were played after that, and when we finished up at nine o'clock, um, it was pretty successful. We had eight hours of, of gaming and eating and little side games and stuff like that. And uh, I enjoyed it, even just watching most of it. So what did you guys? What give your thoughts about the land? Anybody start off and give your thoughts and say how you're, who you are first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Deej. Well, this is Deej. And I had such a blast just meeting everybody, and that was the most important thing to me. Like, I've seen these people, I know them on Facebook, but, like, actually to see them, hang out with them, joke around with them in real life, which is unbelievable, really. That's the biggest thing for the land for me. Okay. All the gaming and stuff together was really fun. This is Cheese. I'd have to say, yeah, the biggest part was being able to actually see all these guys in person and just hang out. I mean, playing the video games and all was fun. But, you know, we can do that while we're all in our own states or we're all at right. home. But actually all coming here and meeting each other and, you know, going and doing stuff like Sal was talking about earlier, going to the going up to the sightseeing mountain. Mount called, Washington. Mount yeah. Washington. Right. And just, you know, hanging out and doing things outside of gaming is just a great experience. Right. Uh, for me, Tetra, um, I really enjoyed just the atmosphere. Um, gaming and, and the whole land and playing with everyone was was a lot of fun and great moments for Halo Four and Halo Three. But but like during games and between matches, you know we're we're all Halo fans and so we're all talking about GamesCon because that's been going on. And we're all psyched about the Master Chief Collection and all of our expectations for Halo Five and and so just talking about that and just talking about what we want, what we believe, what we you know what are our moments back in the day and just overall lore things like that, and that's kind of what we got into after we kind of had to wrap up at 9 o'clock, and we kind of just sat around and just talked for an hour or two hours and just chit-chatted about Halo, because we're all real passionate about it, and so that's that's probably the highlight for me, um, because it's, you know, we're all here to play the game, and it was fun to play the game and the land, but that, that atmosphere, you really can't get unless you're all passionate about that, and so there was, you know, 10 of us that all really passionate about Halo, and, uh, and just had a great time playing with each other. All right. Zach? Yeah. Um, I, I agree with the sentiments, uh, you know, echoed previously um, before me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was really fun to get to meet these guys and hang out and have a good time. Um, I, I am pretty proud of the fact that last year I finished second to last. 
and this year I finished second overall, so um, <laughs> that was a pretty proud moment for myself. But yeah, it was really fun to get to know everybody and just hang out and you know, have a good time. And and that's part of uh, the idea of having uh, this land every year is that it's an opportunity then for those of us that have been gaming with each other, with each other online for a while to uh, finally have the opportunity to meet in person. And instead of it just being like, you know, one person flying or meeting somebody else, you know, uh, you know, going over there, this is an opportunity. This is the hub where everybody knows if you come here, you're going to be able to meet everybody else, you know. So this year having it at my home, too, I kind of liked it that uh, liked it more this year. Even though we had a few less people this year, the idea, though, is that it was a more intimate setting. It was a more relaxed setting. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we had a great time. I enjoyed meeting, again, the guys that, you know, I've been gaming with some of them for, you know, roughly about a year and finally meeting them in person. I mean, we know, we know each other for the most part. And, you know, we, we joke around with each other, but then to finally be able to do that in person, you know, uh, it was, it was quite fun. And like Tetra mentioned, uh, you know, I was listening in on, uh, the different conversations that were happening between games. And it was great to be able to hear that, that, you know, everybody there was a Halo fan. So it was nice to be able to, uh, to just listen in and hear people talking about multiplayer, talking about, you know, campaign or just the overall lore and everybody else knew what was being talked about, you know? So that was really cool. I enjoyed that part of it too, for sure. Um, so the land, the actual party part of the land, uh, kind of wrapped up. Uh, we like, like Tetra said, we, we sat around for about another hour or so. And then after that, uh, I had already pre-planned that we would go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, we're not going to talk about the actual movie itself because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. All I'm going to say is that it kicked ass. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is, is really kind of an obscure uh, comic book within Marvel. And people were a little, like, they weren't sure how it was going to do. For me... It was like the Star Wars for this generation, for everything that we played out on it. But you guys got any thoughts? Like, don't give away details of the movie, but what were your thoughts about the movie as far as, like, good and bad and all that? Anybody? It was a fantastic film overall, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about it did you like, though, without giving plot details away? Um, I really liked how, um, like, initially the, the people who became a team weren't really friends to begin with. Right, um, but then it obviously ended up different, which was which was great. Definitely. Okay. Anybody else? Now, cheese, cheesy had already seen it. What once before? I've already or twice seen it before? twice. That this, was your third viewing then, third right? Time yeah. Yeah, saying that was my third as well. Did you guys pick up anything new, or did, not really? But you I still enjoyed it's it. Still though. a great movie. One one thing that I do, I'm a film buff, and well, you're and, a film student too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, um, that's Tetra. And uh, and one thing that I do is like when you, when you watch a film, shots are composed to get your eye to look in certain places, obviously. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and so when you watch that, sometimes you lose what happens on the frame of the the screen. And so uh, one thing that I did this time that I do sometimes when I've seen a movie uh, a bunch of times is that I don't look at what you're supposed to look at and instead just look in the um, kind of the periphery, yeah. yeah, and because all that stuff, you know, it's it's there, and you notice it in your peripherals. So then it adds to the atmosphere. Because if it's not there, then you'd be like, okay, well, I feel like something should be there to compositionally. Um, but just to kind of appreciate the cinematographer 
um, and what they want or how they frame the shot and everything they put into you know, the construction of these shots is just something that I got out of it for this viewing. But, I mean, in terms of the actual film, I mean, I could go on about it, but uh, it's probably the best Marvel film um, as an actual film because um, it has all the beats and does pretty much everything the Avengers does without relying on three or four films before it. All right. Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. I, I love that space sci-fi. That's all what I like. That's my jam. There you go. So it was just <laughs> amazing to see someone else's view of how, like, all these cities and stuff. Oh, I just, it was pretty and wonderful. <laughs> I, that's really everything except for what they covered. Yeah, okay, okay. So I, I think we can all pretty much say that, uh, you know, we, we give it our thumbs up. And uh, if you haven't seen it at this point, definitely go see it. I know myself, I... Well, I know I'm going to get an opportunity to see it again because my brother-in-law has free tickets, but I'll probably see it a couple more times in the theater because I think the theater experiencing it on the big screen really, really, really helps it, you know? Um, and certainly when eventually it comes out on, on DVD and Blu-ray, I know for sure we'll get it because that's one of those kind of movies I'm, I know I'll be able to watch it over and over again. I, it's hard not to give plot points away, but uh, one of the, the characters is Rocket. That's Rocket Raccoon. Uh Bradley Cooper voiced that, and it was hard to tell a lot of times that it was actually Bradley Cooper yeah. because of the way that he was voicing the uh, voicing the character. So it was kind of neat to see that. Um, but all the characters, they all had their their, their good points about them, their strong points. So you know, I definitely recommend that. Um, so let's we're going to try and move this along a little bit because I know Tetra has to leave here very shortly. Um, so we come back to the house. Uh, I know I was. Oh wait. No, we didn't go come back to the house. We went to Permanis again. Oh, that's right. And that was, what, our third shot yeah. at Permanis, I think? Waitress was not happy. It was yeah. late again. Yeah, cause it, <laughs> it, and it was the same waitress. It was Amanda, the little redhead girl from uh, uh, that same Permanis. And, uh, yeah, we were there about the same time again. And, yeah, we, yep. But it was enjoyable. I got to gotta tell you, folks, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, you got to go to Permanis. And you have to get the... Pittsburgh, or otherwise known as a cheesesteak, is your first one. That's tradition. Um, but anyways, yeah, we did that. And then we finally came back to the house. And uh, I know I was pretty damn beat. So I think I only stayed downstairs with you guys, talked for maybe a half hour. I went up. I know some of you guys were up till, like, what, 4.30, some of you? Yeah. yeah uh, Drew Freeman from Podcast Evolve, him and I, again, we just we literally talked for, like, an hour and a half just about games um, outside of Halo, um, but always coming back to it. And uh, and then eventually we just stopped talking and fell asleep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Um, the plans that I had then for today, with the, they were recording, which is Sunday, was that I was going to get up at 9 o'clock, get these guys up. We were going to go head out to some uh, spots here in Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't really want to go over the whole thing all over again. But we were going to go to some spots here in Pittsburgh, and uh, instead of me hitting the snooze button when I woke up, because I was pretty damn tired, I must have hit the off button. So instead of getting up at 9, I ended up waking up at 11.30. But, you know, what? We all I think we all kind of needed the sleep. Because while we had fun the day before, it was a long day. You know, we had done a lot of stuff. So um, we finally got up. We did our bit of running around to some, you know, Pittsburgh uh, uh, sightseeing kind of things. Like I mentioned, the uh, Mount Washington Overlooks. We went to a couple of eateries. Did our thing there and uh, finally made it back here. And uh, this is where we're recording the podcast. A little bit later here, we'll be working on a special Mega Bloks diorama, all Halo stuff. 
going to be really big, and uh, hopefully it will turn out great. And uh, regardless of whatever it turns out to be, you'll see some pictures of it. So um, that wraps up the, the land there, and I guess we should probably go ahead and wrap up the land here since it's or the the uh, podcast since it's almost two hours here. So let's start by uh, I'll introduce the guys again, and I want you guys to give your shout outs, um, meaning that you know if you're on Twitter. Uh, or if you want to say hi to anybody in particular, that's fine. Go ahead and do so. So uh, we'll start with Deej there, man. Oh, well, this is Deej, and I'll say bye. And I just want to say shout out to Drew because he was great. <laughs> He's so great. Okay. <laughs> that's really it. And Brent? Uh, this is Brent. Uh, I ate a big cheese. And I'm going to have to speak up because I'm at the back <laughs> of the room. But uh, no, the, 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 this land was great. If you didn't come this year, definitely come next year. Good, good. Appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, so this is Oren. Uh, my gamer tag is uh, Tetrahedrite. I go by Tetra. Um, I have a Twitter um, at Oren Demang. Um, o r a n d o m i n g u uh, e. I post about um, movies that I see. Uh, just a very very brief tweet about what I think of it, um, as well as kind of gaming things. And uh, I'm always down to play Halo uh, on 360. And then when it comes out on the one. All right. This is uh, Zach, um, also known as the Halo Ray. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm also taking a little break from Halo at the moment, um, but uh, I should be back just in time for November. So um, you should see me on coming November. And now we'll, we'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll twist his arm to make it back to the uh, the podcast in between here and then. But uh, luckily, he he took a break from taking a break long enough to come out, uh, you know, to Pittsburgh here and uh, join us for the land. So. Um, Again, this is Sal, uh, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life. The blog is halofanforlife.com. Of course, this is the Spirit of Fire podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's also at Halo Fan for Life. There's also a Facebook page that's Halo Fan uh, for Life. And it's done like that. It's Halo Fan Space for Life. Uh, when I created it, that's what I did. So whatever. Anyways, but you can find me there. Um, and uh, you know, I tweet at pretty much all the articles that I put up on the blog are tweeted. Uh, the tweets then are automatically posted to the Facebook, so no matter which venue you see it, you're going to be able to get the links uh, then to uh, come back to the blog and read the articles. I would suggest that uh, if, you're, if you've been uh, reading the blog for a while or if, you're, uh, if this is brand new for you, to, uh, to join the blog. It's free to join, and by joining the blog, you not only have the opportunity to reply to the articles, but it also makes you eligible to uh, participate in contests that I have uh, on the blog, and the good thing about that is, is the blog's third anniversary is September 23rd, and I usually do have some trivia contests going on. And I want to add to this <clears throat> that we did kind of skip over in the land. Um, the uh, Mega Blocks sent me uh, 30 of the uh, the convention exclusive figures for this year, so uh, I actually have uh, a bunch of those left over uh, that weren't given away. Uh, during the land, I, everybody that came got one. Okay, let's make sure of that everybody got one. But uh, so I have some extra ones. So I will definitely be doing trivia contests that are only going to be eligible for those that are su- subscribed to the blog. Again, it's free. So you know, sign up there. We have a forums as well. You can sign up there. Um, I'll be giving away stuff through Twitter and Facebook as well. But the better stuff is going to be through the blog. So make that uh, something that you uh, at least take a look into. Uh, but in the meantime, I do want to thank you folks for listening. We're coming up on two hours, so we're not going to hold you any further. Uh, again, I want to thank you for, on behalf of my guest here, that's, that's Kevin, otherwise known 
as Djibouti, or we call him Deej. And then we've got Brent, who is HFFL Big Cheese, or we call him Cheese. And we've got Orn, who is Tetrahedrite, which we call Tetra. And of course, my uh, partner in crime here, uh, that's Zach, uh, otherwise known as the Halo Ray. Uh, we, again, I want to just thank you all, and uh, keep tuning in, keep reading the blog, and we'll see you next time. Uh, and I guess we are out of here.